Welcome to the RICO 12 Shares Podcast. This is an open to all addictions and afflictions sharing meeting. If you would like to record a share or a recovery prayer for RICO 12 Shares, please go to www.rico12.com forward slash shares and follow the links there or click on the link in the show notes. RICO 12 Shares is not a dumping ground for problems, nor is it a place for storytelling. RICO 12 Shares is not a place for crosstalk or contacting others. RICO 12 Shares is not a place to promote or proselytize any products, services, or specific religions. RICO 12 Shares is a place to share and hear the solution, your experience, strength, and hope. RICO 12 Shares is a short shares-only meeting closed out with a recovery prayer that is recorded by any one of our participants or audience members. The RICO 12 family of recovery services is supported by participants and listeners. To become a supporter, what we call a RICO 12 spearhead, please go to www.rico12.com forward slash support or click on the link in the show notes. It is now time to share. Welcome to the RICO 12 Shares podcast. This is an open to all addictions and afflictions sharing meeting. If you would like to record a share or a recovery prayer for RICO 12 Shares, please go to www.rico12.com forward slash shares and follow the links there or click on the link in the show notes. RICO 12 Shares is not a dumping ground for problems, nor is it a place for storytelling. RICO 12 Shares is not a place for crosstalk or contacting others. RICO 12 Shares is not a place to promote or proselytize any products, services, or specific religions. RICO 12 Shares is a place to share and hear the solution, your experience, strength, and hope. RICO 12 Shares is a short shares-only meeting closed out with a recovery prayer that is recorded by any one of our participants or audience members. The RICO 12 family of recovery services is supported by participants and listeners. To become a supporter what we call a RICO 12 spearhead, please go to www.rico12.com forward slash support or click on the link in the show notes. It is now time to share. RICO 12 shares. Hey, this is Justin, uh, son of God, recovering addict, living in the miracle of recovery. I had an insight uh, this last week while having a discussion with somebody about the forward to the third edition of the big book. And this paragraph really just hit me. I'm going to read a sentence or, or so of it and then share my insights there that have really affected everything I've done this last week. It reads, each day, somewhere in the world, recovery begins when one alcoholic talks with another alcoholic, sharing experience, strength, and hope. And the person I was talking to said, yeah, my morning, uh, you know, first thing I do when I wake up is I give my day, myself, my life to God as I understand God. So my day begins with God. My life of that day begins with God. But my recovery doesn't begin that day until I speak with another addict. And that really hit me hard. You know, one of the things that I've kind of done because it's been convenient is have an early morning call with a sponsee. But this makes a lot of things make sense. My day begins with, with God, but then my recovery begins when I work with another addict and, uh, man, what a, what a eye opening 
thing that is for me to, to recognize that, <clears throat> yeah, if I begin my day with God, that's good. And that's, that's the best thing. But if I want to live really in recovery and not just with God, but, you know, working my 12th step, working my steps of recovery, I do need to work with another addict. I need to speak with somebody and share my experience, strength, and hope or hear their experience, strength, and hope. It could be, you know, somebody who I'm reaching out to to get help from. It could be, you know, working as a sponsor with a sponsee. It could be anything like that. But my my day begins in recovery. Re- recovery begins when I have that conversation with another addict. So anyways, that's the insights that I had this last week that is really colored and affected this whole week. Every time I, I have this a call with somebody, I either reference that or I think of it. So anyways, what a miracle it is to live in recovery. And with that, I will pass. Rico 12 shares. Hey, it's Zach. I'm a grateful recovering sex addict and just had a an experience where I was with my mom in the car and she was, there's some spider webs. There's apparently a spider living in this car because I find these spider webs across the windshield. So she was brushing away one of these spider webs and I thought about how we were actually talking about recovery related, 12 step related things when we, when she was wiping away the, uh, spider web strand and i thought about how funny it must look to other people like when you see someone just kind of waving their hands in front of their face like what the heck are they doing like what what are they doing right but to them they're like oh there's spider web in my face but to other people they can't see the spider web it's like that person is behaving very strangely very erratically and I think that's how it is with addiction sometimes. I'm, um, I think I deal with pain um, that, that other people can't necessarily see what's going on. And so I want to practice having that compassion towards others, of whether it's addiction or whatever they may be going through. Maybe they have some type of spider web in their face and they're going crazy trying to get rid of it. And I just see them and I'm just judging them like, why are they doing that? Why are they so angry? Why are they saying that? Why is, why is my mom speaking like that? Why? And it's my pet peeve. And the people, often the people who are closest to me are the people that have the hardest time having compassion towards them. So I really like how the, um, the big book has the, the sick man's prayer that teaches this same principle of, of um, help me. Praying to praying to my higher power, help me to see other people as spiritually sick individuals, who are who like myself are spiritually sick, and I think that part like myself is really important because that's recognizing that the compassion I extend to others is also important to extend to myself, and um, I really like in the same vein of thinking about this principle, I really like the St. Francis prayer on uh, in the 12 and 12. I think it's page 99 or something, page 100 maybe. And it talks about basically 
rather than trying to be like, why aren't people understanding or loving me or comforting me? The prayer is a challenge to me to extend that same type of comfort and compassion and love that I, and understanding that I would be wishing for myself, extend that to someone else. And in doing that, this magical thing happens where it's like, I'm extending that love to this person, maybe like a sponsee or like someone in recovery or someone I, whatever, that I feel judgmental towards. And somehow I find healing for myself. And rather than complaining that, oh, why doesn't someone come and rescue me? You know, why don't they, you know, I'm going out and being this recovery guru and helping all these people. Why isn't someone seeing me and understanding me and rescuing me? Well, I can instead ask, what can I do to help someone else who might be feeling what I'm feeling? And what, how would I want them to, how would I want someone else to respond to me? So that's my share. And Rico 12 shares. Hi, my name's Andy. I am recovering from sex and love addiction. I am doing step 12 at the moment. It's my third time going around through the steps and looking at step 12 has inspired me to get back in touch with Rico 12. And it's also got me thinking about sponsorship and just how amazing sponsorship is. What I've noticed, I, I have a great sponsor and I send my step work to him when I do it. And I also have currently five sponsees and going through the steps with them is just a whole new way of doing, of contemplating the steps. And I'm really recognizing that it's helpful to them, but it's also so helpful to me because it enables me to look at each step from an entirely different angle because it's it's the other person that is involved in it that gives me just a completely different view on it so that's something that i definitely find inspiring um i started uh doing recovery uh in 2009 in earnest and at that point i was compelled now and again when depressed compelled to see sex workers and go to strip clubs and peep shows and within the first year of recovery i got the idea, I got a sponsor and I started doing step work and I got the idea of calling people in the fellowship at least daily. And that enabled me to stop doing those behaviours. Um, more recently, I am a year and three months free from internet porn and that's massive for me. Um, when the internet was brand new, the first time I ever went on the internet, within 15 minutes I was stuck on porn. And it was probably about the year 2000 or 2002 that I first got a, an internet blocker um, and that just meant I surfed porn at work. So for me, I'm just really grateful a day at a time to get a reprieve from internet porn um, and a couple of things have been really helpful for me. One is doing a shared prayer at the end of support phone calls and it's a really simple process of um, just agreeing on a, a word that uh, indicates that I've finished the prayer, usually amen, but it doesn't have to be, and talking to higher power, knowing that the other person's listening. It's not 
like in a religious gathering where the person speaking is somehow praying on behalf of everyone. It's more like a share from the floor. I'm using my language. And I um, and then we swap. So at the end of person A's prayer, then the other person gets a turn. And that's been a massive highlight of my recovery, actually, and a great boost to my support calls. One of the things that I most often share from the floor is I'm... I can't manage my addiction, but I can manage my recovery. And all I have to do is build a recovery that's stronger than my addiction. And I've come to recognize that for me personally, that is taking a long time, but there is progress in my life in all areas, physical health, mental health, financial abundance, not to mention recovery from addiction. And also recovery from mood highs and lows, which has been quite debilitating in my life. All of those things have been helped by doing 12-step recovery. Thank you all. Sending much love. Rico 12 shares. Hello, my name is Ethan. I am an addict to sex and to lust. My life is unmanageable and I'm powerless over my addiction. And I'm a proud member of the SAL Fellowship, Sexaholics Anonymous Lifeline. Today, I feel pressed to speak a little bit about my experience, strength, and hope around steps six and seven, and how for me, those steps aren't just like a one-time or a discrete thing, but they're, um, they're continual. I use them a lot, and they are very, very powerful, and for the longest time, Step six and seven, I guess, might have been my, my weakest steps. There, you know, there's not a lot written about them. When I went through the 12 steps, that, that was the quickest steps I went through. And I uh, didn't really rely on them. But recently, as I have been more cognizant about working my step 10 on a daily basis and then, you know, uh, within the day, um, I, I've been using a rapid step 10 check-in. And that has had me go back to a step seven prayer. Uh, whenever I do my spot check. And let me just tell you, step six and seven, is, it's, it's, I think, miraculous. It has really been beneficial to me. And it's just so simple saying a step seven prayer, but it is so powerful. And, and it's like almost every time I do it with sincerity and give it thought and really put my heart into it, um, I feel relief. I feel release. Feelings, you know, things that were holding me back, character defects, things like that are, are removed. Resentment, anger, fear, whatever it might be, is just gone. All the negativity is gone. And uh, God takes it from me. My higher power takes it. And I am left feeling peaceful, feeling serenity. And I just want to let everyone know it works. And I'll just give a brief experience. I had shared about this a while back, but a coworker of mine made a decision that I disagreed with when my initial reaction was to go into victim mode and feel resentment. And I, I didn't agree with it, but it was made. And so I had a decision. The decision was made. I could be bitter and pout and, you know, resentful and spiteful, which is my natural proclivity, or I could do my, do my step 10 spot check. So I did a step 10 spot check, and then I did a step 7 prayer where I asked God to remove my character weaknesses. One of them was anger, resentment, uh, there were a few more. And he, re he removed them. And I was like, wow, this is really peaceful, oddly peaceful. And I didn't have anger or resentment at that person. And normally I, I resent people a lot. 
And later on, this co-worker and I had an interaction, and we bonded. We became friends. She is a woman of faith, and we shared some really neat, um, you know, testimonies about our, our higher power and how we've been strengthened by our higher power. We have very similar religious beliefs. And then it's come to find out uh, things changed at work, and I happened to be working more closely with her um, when the passage is kind of here and there. And let me tell you, it would have been really awkward and uncomfortable had I built up all this resentment towards her. But because I did that step seven prayer, it was removed from me. And now I not only have a coworker that I get along with, but I have a coworker that I'm a friend with, and we strengthen each other's faith, and we check in with each other. And I'm really excited, and I have turned a corner at work, and a lot of it has to do with my relationship with her and the team that we're working on. And it turned, comes to find out the thing that I was really upset about, the decision she made that made me mad, well, it turns to come to find out that it was just really minuscule, and we're actually kind of doing away with that whole project we were going to be working on. So it would have been a moot point anyway had I gotten my way, because it would have just dissolved and fizzled out. I didn't know that at the time, but God did. And I'm just going to say it really works. It worked when I worked it, and I just want to share that. So thanks for letting me share. Uh, the name is Ethan, and I will pass. It is now time to close the RICO 12 Shares meeting. If you wish to share some of your recent experience, strength, and hope, or have insights that you've gained from other speakers or other meetings, please follow the links in the show notes to our website and submit a recorded share there. You can also become a RICO 12 spearhead and financially support these projects by clicking on the support link in the show notes. Thanks. We will now launch off into the rest of our day with a prayer. Hey, this is Amanda B. recording the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi, also known as the Step 11 prayer. Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace, that where there is hatred, I may bring love that where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness, that where there is discord, I may bring harmony, that where there is error, I may bring truth, that where there is doubt, I may bring faith, that where there is despair, I may bring hope, that where there are shadows, I may bring light, that where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather than to comfort, than to be comforted, to understand, than to be understood, to love, than be loved. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds, it is by forgiving that one is forgiven, it is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. Rike 12 shares. Keep coming back. It works when you work it. So work it. You are worth it.